The Gift of Challenge, how you can help your folks to a much higher level of performance. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Hello, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thank you, my friend. And I am excited to talk about the gift of challenge. The gift yes. of challenge. Wow. And and I had never thought of it that way until I heard a couple of stories this last month that kind of inspired me. And I said, you know, as coaches, one of the greatest things that we can do is challenge people to a higher level of performance. And sometimes it might be a difficult question. Sometimes it might be a challenging question. But if really what we want to do as a coach is to get people to their highest level of potential, their highest level of potential. And if we're going to do that, we've got to have challenging questions to get them that up to that highest level. Now, this is hard to do because if you're the boss, if mm-hmm. you're Michael Scott, you want everyone to like you. <laughs> um, or if you're a coach or, right. you know, parents fall into the thing. They want their um, kids to be their friends. Mm-hmm. This is this is hard stuff. This is, right. this is tough love stuff, right? It is. It is tough love stuff. But, you know, the key with tough is there's also love and it's okay to be tough but also to do love and so what we're doing today is we're talking about people who did not get just participation awards they got achievement awards and i think that's so much more important for people is to achieve than just rather than participate and we're going to talk about that distinction and that difference okay and, and well, so, tell us about the gift of challenge. Very good. And so the, the very first story I want to talk to you is about a gentleman named Matt Stutzman. Yes. And Matt is unique because he is a, a world-class archer, but he has no arms. So you mentioned him last podcast. Right. And I was just in, intrigued by this. And so I went to um, YouTube and watched mm-hmm. some of his, um, his uh, competitions. Right. Amazing. It is absolutely amazing, and I just highly encourage people to take a look at some of the YouTube videos and watch what he does. But his story was remarkable, too. I mean, one of the gifts that he got uh, in life was uh, when he was born with no arms, his natural parents gave him away. Uh, he got some adoptive parents, and they actually took him out to dinner with the, with his other you know potential future siblings. And uh, you know he was challenged, so he didn't know how to eat and all of that. So he actually put his face in the, in the uh, plate uh, to get mm. some food. And, uh, you know, his parents asked the other children, you know, can you live with this? Can you live with this challenge? And they said, we would love to have him in our family. So they adopted him. And I just think that's such an incredibly powerful concept because not only did he have parents who accepted him, but he had siblings Siblings. who accepted him. And And they saw some of the challenges he had, not just uh, heard about them. They saw it firsthand. Right. But one of the gifts they gave of him, too, this is a whole series on, we're obviously talking about the gift of challenge, but... They also gave him another gift, and that is the gift of adaptability. They didn't make accommodations for him uh, to do any of these things around the house. He had to learn to you know, feed the cows. He had to learn to gather the eggs. He had to learn to do all of these things with just his feet and no arms. And so that's an incredible accomplishment is how do you, how do you learn to do that? How do, you, how do you get to the point where you can, can do that kind of thing to make that happen? And he did. And so it was truly remarkable to see – uh, how he did that and how he accomplished those tasks just by that process. So not only did he get the gift of challenge, which we'll talk about later, but he also had the gift of adaptability. And that is such an important key from that process. He tells a story about when he was a kid and he was growing up and he wanted to he wanted to climb an apple tree. And his dad says, absolutely, climb the apple tree. However, recognize that if you get up there and you can't get down, 
I'm not going to rescue you. You've got to figure a way to get down. And so his parents throughout his life really were great role models for him because they didn't they didn't try to baby him. They didn't try to make life easy for him. They realized that they weren't going to always be there and that he would have to learn how to adapt. And that's one of the great skills as a leader is adaptability. It's one of the great skills as an employee is adaptability. And sure, you know, Matt Stutzman talks about the the power of adaptability. So don't rescue your folks. Well, let me use that as an example mm-hmm. of coaching situation. His father must have known that if Matt thought about it and worked hard, he could climb back down. Right. He must have known, or he must have saw if he did fall, he would um, maybe bruise himself, but nothing permanent. Right. Um, how do we, as coaches, learn that um, the difference between, oh my gosh, this person's going to drown, right. or this person's going to um, have a failure that um, has them learn? Yes, Does that make sense? Absolutely. What you're asking about is the difference between skinning your knee or a fatal error. Yes. A fatal error can bring bring us down. I was talking to a CEO recently, and he made a great comment. He goes, there's nobody in the building except the senior executive staff that's going to make a decision that's going to bring the entire ship mm, down. Interesting. He says that we may make a decision that loses us some money. It may cost us some money. It may be a mistake, and we can certainly learn from it, adopt from there. He says, so allow people to make those decisions. So so good management should be set up to where there's only a few people in the organization that can make that fatal error, right? Right. Yeah. You don't want to have everybody have the fatal error button. Right. But the other side of the coin is to allow them to make those choices. Yes. They get better and they get stronger because we get, you know, the mind gets better by making choices. It gets mm-hmm. better by us making decisions. And if we hide that ability from folks to be able to make those decisions, we couldn't do it. It sounds like we should, as coaches, really kind of, in our mind, determine what is a fatal error and what isn't. Right. And then, because too many times in business or uh, on any type of organization, you think everything's a fatal error, you know? <laughs> and it really isn't. And it we isn't. do this with kids sometimes. Oh, my gosh, you got a bad grade on a math homework. Right. And we, oh, no, but it really isn't a fatal order. We're going to need need to maybe take a step back, I guess. Yeah, it's a skin knee, but it's yeah. not a fatal error. But we see that in society with regards to, you know, the uh, the cheating scandal in colleges recently mm-hmm. and the very, very wealthy parents buying their children's way in. You know, really, what is that? Compare them as parents to Matt Stutzman's parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they would have said, you got to suck it up. You got to find a way to get into college. You know, you're not going to just get into USC because I'm going to spend a half a million dollars for you to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to figure it out. And Matt's parents, the greatest gift they gave him was the gift of challenge and the gift of adaptability. And that's such an important key. But Matt didn't become world class until later. Now, I heard I heard just a, someone comment, making a commentary mm-hmm. on that situation saying mm-hmm. the saddest part is those parents didn't believe in those kids enough. Right. That they didn't feel like they could get into college by themselves. Right, but the other side of the That's question, sad. And not only is that sad, but did the kids, they didn't ask the question, did the kids really want to go to USC? Right. You know, if they're not willing to work to get to USC, you can't give somebody the want to. Mm-hmm. You know, they either have the want to or they don't have the want to. Right. You know, it's like with our children, we recognize at an early age as parents, if they want to do something, we probably can't stop them from doing it. 
And if they don't want to do yeah. something, we can't make them do it. Right. And it's the same thing with you know every human being in the world. As a parent, they didn't they didn't ask that question. Where are their limits, and what are their desires, and what do they want to achieve, and what do they want to accomplish? And I just think that's such an important uh, key too. So the opposite was Matt's experience. His parents. Absolutely. You know. So we're back to him. Absolutely. We're back to to Matt. So. Now he's he's married, he's got kids, and he's in a state of depression because he can't find a job, and he can't contribute to the family. And so how can he really contribute to the family? So one day he decides to get a bow and arrow and go out and try to uh, get a deer to help you know bring food to the family. And uh, he does. He goes out and gets a deer, and all of a sudden he recognizes that he can accomplish something. He can have that sense of achievement. And that's another great gift that we can give people as coaches is that sense of contribution. So often, if we don't delegate something to someone, we're, we're stealing that opportunity to have that sense of contribution. Mm-hmm. And that's so important. You know, now Matt has an extremely high level of con- a sense of contribution, and now he's world class. You know, he set a world record uh, for the longest shot, 930 feet, uh, to hit a four-foot target. Nobody in the world has done that. He has, uh, but he had a friend of his that really challenged him uh, to do a great so job. So someone else in his life, Some, so first his parents, right. his siblings, right. uh, kind of in a roundabout way, his spouse to make right. sure that he contributed. And right. He, and he had a friend, too. He had a friend, and this was really the gift of challenge question in, in Matt's life. Uh, Matt was, con- you know, he was competing. He was going to tournaments. He was... You know, competing in the Paralympics, um, he tells a great story about when he was competing in the Paralympics. He was uh, on the podium and he lost in the on the uh, gold medal round uh, to a guy from Finland. And so when he got to the podium, he walked up to him and he said, "You'll never beat me again." And the guy from Finland didn't speak English, so he just smiled and said yes. And <laughs> and and. To, to make matters worse, uh, Matt has never lost to that guy again in competition. So uh, his words did, in fact, come true. But, you know, Matt's got that sense of drive to do this. But he's also got a sense of drive that he'll spend eight hours a day working on his art and his craft. And that's such a powerful tool that he has that drive to do that. And I just think that's the key. But the real question is, and the, and the, the challenging question that Matt got was he had a friend of his. And he said to Matt, he says, do you know why your sponsors sponsor you? And Matt so said. So he was getting money from. He was getting money for a sponsor. For a sponsor for his competitions. For his competitions. But his friend asked him, do you know, do you really know why they're sponsoring you? He says, the reason they're sponsoring you is because you have no arms and you draw attention to their product. It's not because you're that good. Wow. And that, now I'm not saying that everybody should say that as a coach to their friends or their folks around them, but Matt began to think about that and said, you know what, do I in fact want to work hard enough to become world class even though I have no arms? Can I become world class with my feet and really truly accomplish what I want to accomplish? And so he said, you know, I was kind of a sideshow, but that's a great question. Do you know why they're sponsoring you? It's not because you're that good. And Matt decided to have the question of himself. His gift of challenge to himself was, you know what? I'm going to be that good. And now he's world class. He's one of the top ranked uh, archers in the world. He's got a Guinness World Record, you know, 930 feet at a, at a target. That's absolutely incredible to have achieved that, that, that level of success. So he had, he, he's been blessed with a lot of people that have given him the gift of challenge. Right. Uh, what is it that we need to do to be open when we're challenged that way? 
That is a great question. Is to be <laughs> it is it is open. I mean to to be open. But I think there's that moment in life when you're open to it. Uh, this week, I sometimes get criticized by the ladies uh, in the management teams that I coach of using too many sports analogies. Mm. So New York Rangers stuff. I yeah, too much too much New York <laughs> Rangers stuff. We're actually to play the New York Rangers cheer at the end of this one for sure, but. Um, uh, they they criticized me, and so I I made an entire lesson plan designed around the movie Frozen. Okay, and your question is a great question because we asked the question: When could Queen Eliza be open to coaching in the moment? And I really didn't know the answer to it. I just asked the question to the group. But one of the folks, her name is Kimmy, and she's just a great uh, manager. And she said, when Eliza actually. Uh, went through her defining moment in her life when she turned everything frozen. Uh, she ran off into the mountains. She went by herself, and she went to reflect on her life. And, you know, it wasn't to her sister went after her that she was, I've got to be able to change my life. I've got to be open to other ways to live. I've got to be able to live with people, uh, so shutting everybody else out and being completely isolated and alone is no way for any of us to live. And she realized she had to go back and you know, and then she was open to change at that point. Yeah. She wasn't open before that. So that's an important key for us is when we're coaching, is that person ready for that kind of a challenging question? Right. Are they ready for that moment uh, in their life to do that? And probably as a coach, you need to be consistent all the time with these things. And mm -hmm. then, you know, maybe they'll be open to um, some of them. Maybe they won't be others, but you're still providing that gift to them. Right. I think the, the gift that you can have, the consistency, you can't coach everyone the same way because everyone's a different individual. And you've got to find out their kind of buttons. We're going to talk about Coach K here a second, the legendary of Coach okay. at Duke. Back to sports. Okay. Back, back to sports. All right. Ladies, we've given up Frozen. We're back to sports. All right. Sorry, Disney. <laughs> yeah, no more Disney stuff the rest of the show. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was Coach K. At, and he's talking about, uh, I was just reading a book called Coaching Up by Jordan Flegel. Is that Flegel or Flegel? I think it's Flegel. I think it's Flegel, too. F-L-I-E-G-E-L. I think it's Gordon Fleig Jordan Flegel. We'll do that. But, but it's coaching co up. Coaching Make sure up. you go buy it, everybody. Inspiring Peak Performance When It Matters. And it's a great book with regards to inspiring peak performance when it matters. But he tells a great story in the first part of the book. Actually, it's the foreword. Uh, is written by Shane Battier. Battier. And he played for Duke. He also went on and played for the Miami Heat. He won a national championship with Duke. He won a world championship with the Miami Heat. When, wow, how exciting. When, absolutely. So just an extraordinary career. But he also received the gift of challenge from Coach K. Now, he was you know, one of these extraordinary high school players being recruited by some of the best teams in the country. And, of course, he had a visit with Coach K to try to get him to play on his team. And Coach K, when he brought him in, uh, you know, he had been, he asked the question of Coach K. He says, you know, a lot of coaches have dangled the opportunity uh, to start with their team. And so Coach K, you know, didn't dangle that, uh, you know, guarantee of, of starting. He basically said, and this is his gift of challenge to, to Shane Bedier. He said, Coach K said to him, he says, are you mentally tough enough to accept that challenge? And I thought that was extraordinary. Oh, yes. I mean, because then, at that point, Shane had to ask the question, 
where am I going to go where somebody's going to challenge me to be the best that I can be? Just like Matt Stutzman decided that he's going to be one of the best archers in the world because his friend said, you know why you're being sponsored? It's not because you're great. It's because you have no arms. And then Matt decided, I'm going to be great at archery. I'm going to be world class. Shane Badier, that was his moment, too. That was his Eliza, everything's frozen off in the, the woods kind of moment. He had to make that choice. Am I mentally tough enough to accept that kind of a challenge? And where Shane could have really changed the course of his life. He could have gone to... Any school that uh, would have let him start. I don't know, the Washington Generals and been the, <laughs> the, the best player on the team mm-hmm. and never have the opportunity for the future to improve himself. Right, or, or to win a world championship. Right. And I think that's the key. And so I love what Coach K went on to say later in the article. Coach K says, I'm not going to decide who plays and who doesn't. You're going to decide. And so he says to the players, to the teammates, he says, I'm the coach. You know, but you show with your efforts. Everybody will know because of your efforts and how hard you work and what you do. Everybody's going to know that you are, you've deserved, you've earned that right to start. Now, what's interesting about that coach, that gift of challenge mm-hmm. by the coach, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like it wasn't just to Shane. It was part of the culture. Right. Yeah, and that's where the consistency is. When you mentioned it earlier, said, how do we how do we be consistent? Well, I think Coach K probably coaches each player differently, but the culture is this is our standard. I don't decide who plays, yeah. you do. But you've got to you've got to be at the highest level of performance in order to earn the right to do that. And I just think that's an extraordinary concept, an extraordinary mindset that real high performers have. And Duke has won a couple times, haven't they? I, you know, Coach K has yeah. won a couple of times, just a few times, and probably that's his that's his yes. gift to the university is winning national championships so often, right? And they win all the time. Yeah, they really do. I mean, so much so that if you're like us in this area and you watch uh, the Jayhawks, right. they, you don't want them to face the uh, Blue Devils. Absolutely because, right. You know they're yeah, going to be extraordinary. That's right. Every year, year in and Every year, year out, Duke is going to be a top 10 team, mm-hmm. if not a top 5 team. Right. And, you know, finishing the national championship, finish the Final Four, you know, Coach K is just extraordinary on that level of performance. And so – and then Shane goes on to say that, because we want to talk a little bit more about Coach K. He says, at another level, the Coach K challenged me intellectually. And you know, he was basically trying to push my buttons to see the mental capacity I had to handle the load and to be a top player. He said, Shane went on to say, he said, he challenged me, he pushed my buttons in a way that I knew was about love. It was absolutely about love. Though wow. it wasn't always easy. And that's also a very, very important key. And I think though that's also another important key with both of these stories. Matt Stutzman, uh, actually Queen Eliza, and Shane Battier, they had people in their lives that truly loved them, mm-hmm. but didn't make it easy for them, said, you know, life is hard. It's not fair. Sometimes it sucks. But the greatest thing that I can give you is the gift of challenge. And so... As we wrap up on on this session here, I want to basically talk about, you know, the two questions that were the gifts of challenge in this session so that you've got them and you can remember them and go back to use them. But the two questions were, you know, uh, Matt Stutzman's friend says, you know, do you know why you got the sponsorship? And he goes, it's not because you're that good. It's because you have no arms and you bring attention to their product. 
And so Matt made the decision that he was going to accept that challenge and be one of the world best archers in the world, which is extraordinary. And then Shane Bettier, when he was being recruited by Coach K, you know, he asked the question, will I be guaranteed to start? And Coach K says no. But he did ask him this question. He didn't say no. He really led up with the follow-up. And that really what brought Shane to want, uh, to play at Duke. And it was the question, are you mentally tough enough to accept that challenge? Which both of these people in their stories, they had to be mentally tough enough to accept the challenge. And even Queen Eliza had to be you know, mentally tough enough to accept the challenge from her sister. Can we live together as a family, even though you face these challenges of mm-hmm. put, turning everything to ice? Right. <laughs> you know, you're making it pretty tough on all of us. you got to right. f- help fix this. And she had the, the power to do that. And I think that's really the extraordinary part of these two stories. This, this concept, this idea has absolutely kind of consumed my mind over the last month in thinking about the gift of challenge. And one of the things that we can do with our team members is challenge them to live at the highest performance ever and to always be at the the best you can possibly be. So that's why when we finish the program today, we're going to hear the Rangers uh, cheer, goal cheer again. So get in your mind. Absolutely. Get to that highest level of performance because I just, you know, once I saw the Rangers in Madison Square Garden, I've just fallen in love with their cheer. So we'll play that at the end. But that's, uh, I think that's the key. One of the keys that you can do as a coach is give your folks the gift of challenge. Well, I want to offer everyone here the gift of challenge mm-hmm. to contact you if they need to. How would they need? How would they do that challenge? <laughs> it is very. It's not. It is not as difficult as becoming a national champion, and is not as difficult as becoming a world class archer. However, it's much easier than that. Go good. But it may, in fact, be incredibly profound for them to do that. And they can go to my website, royroland.com. That's R O R Y R O W L A N D. Dot com. Uh, we've also got coachingmanager.university, so it's www.coachingmanager.university. And right there, we've got the 52-module program, so people can learn how to coach and absolutely challenge their people to the highest level of performance possible. Excellent. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, my friend.
for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.